Fables of Latour, The War of a Thousand Dragons, featuring Quentin Foote as the Dungeon Master, Caden Chad as Corpse Paint, Christopher Wallette as Ember Waves, Kirsten Gray as Fay Walker, Knut Ellingson as Nordum Iron Boot, and Kyle Trenholm Nevette as Valorous Rochelle. Welcome back to yet another episode of The Fables of Latour. And The War of a Thousand Dragons, part of that title, is really going to start coming into play here soon, guys, as we are on episode 15, Omens of War, part two. And we are going to throw our lovely recap on our even lovelier dwarf, Knut Ellingson. Take us away. I don't know if he's lovely, but anyway, <laughs> the recap, uh, we left Red Willow with uh, the Adagi Guild. Nothing really happened on our ways to travel. Uh, we stopped at Crater's Bay where Valorous met up with his old man friend again to uh, def- to figure out how to deflect lightning. Did it pretty well. Uh all the party, including the Daji Guild, had a nice little dinner in the rent tent Next morning, we got up, set off for Crate, no, sorry, the Scanty Harbor. And we got to there where we met the Dawn Captain. Party also split up. Nordum and Valorous got some food for the Red Willow while Faye and Corpse Paint went to the Church of Kaya and got medical supplies for the town. Uh, we secured a boat, got on the boat, and sailing along and with our captain, Alu, and we ran into a big, huge sea creature, where we currently are. Damn. What a flawless recap. Thank you very much. Oh, flawless, but... <laughs> Oh, that's that right up there. All flaps <laughs> all around for sure. Yes, so many of you, I believe Corpse Paint was the only one left on the poop deck as it was uh, late evening. Uh, a nice uh, starry sky filled the horizon. Um, the moon's uh, giving a faint red twinkle to the ocean. And... All was well until you were all rudely awoken by a sailor yelling monster and the whole ship feeling as though it had run aground out in the middle of this open sea. And that is where we find ourselves. So right off the bat, right off the bat, let's just roll initiative. Corpse Paint, you look over the side, and this sailor, who was screaming, uh, monster, um, this massive, wet, scaly, serpentine head with long fins, uh, gnarled, spear-like teeth, 
shoots out of the water and grabs him and just pulls him into the ocean. And his screams are abruptly ended as he uh, sub- is submerged. Uh, yeah, uh, probably unbefitting of the situation. Corpse, I think, sees the sheer gargantuan size of this beast and just starts going, <laughs> This is how we die. What a glorious death it shall be. Mm-hmm. And you think it's just one for the sheer size of this thing. It's just outrageous. And you see four more pop up on uh, various spots along the ship. And let's get our initiative bonuses in the tracker. 18. And so you said it's nighttime? It is nighttime. Mm. (laughs) Oh, boy. Q, I will ask that you... uh punch me in but uh i will be going last so valorous you are leading us on this initiative there are uh strategically plates that you can um see pretty well on the uh deck of the ship on the subject of them being strategic Valorous will make his way to the first one, grab the lantern, attempt to throw it at the creature, and then expand the flame that's within it. Alright. Um, let's have a... Just a flat dexterity check to see if you nail this thing. As you chuck this lantern at it. Uh, flat and dex, which, that's tw- Which head are you going for specifically? You guys do see the heads, right? There's a few up right now. Yes, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, they look big. Uh, focusing on the one on the closest to the stern of the boat. That's a 21 for my dex check. That is going to hit. Because uh, I am attempting to conjure a fireball based off of uh, a lantern flame and just expanding it onto the creature's face. Yeah, let's have a wisdom check. That's a 19. All right. Monksio. You... You can cast Fireball at the lowest level. So that is a deck saving throw. And I will roll the damage on d20 because I am lazy. It fails that deck saving throw. Uh, so that's 25 fire damage. Nice. Um, you see as this like just you throw this lantern at this head and it explodes. And then all of a sudden there is way more fire than there was to begin with. And it just kind of consumes this uh, uh, wet serpentine head. Um, And it doesn't quite do as much damage as you would like it to. And you get the impression that maybe it's resistant to fire. Why wouldn't it be? Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to do, good sir? Nope, I think just the positioning on the deck of the boat is about as good as I'm going to get. All right. Mr. Paint... Okay, uh, I'm going to use my first action to cast a Shield of Faith, so then my AC goes from an 18 up to 20. Oh, yeah. And to quote Count Dooku, I've been looking forward to this. (laughs) And Corpse will... I think he was just sitting there waiting with the javelin, just, (laughs) just standing up with one. So he will, I will take my 
Second action, my attack. And I will chuck the uh, the javelin at... So basically, to give the audience visual, I'm standing right at the front of the boat. And <laughs> I have a, a head on my right and one on my left. I'm going to turn to my left and throw the javelin at that one. So that's a 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, eight points of damage. All right, nicely done. Cool. And I use my other attack yeah. to... Yeah, so that is my turn for now. You see this javelin just sticks deep into this uh, serpentine neck. And then you start to notice as like this head comes farther and farther out of the water, uh, its body is more like a tentacle than like a neck. Yeah, nor to my iron boot. All lovely. Um, pretty much following the exact same steps of corp paint. Uh, Norm is also going to cast a shield of faith on ugh, shield of fate on himself. Nice. Uh, bumping up is AC, and he. I don't really have too much long range stuff besides like knives and daggers and hand axes and whatnot. But Norm's just kind of maybe going to go by uh, Egan on the starboard side of the ship there, and kind of just like. Be near him, so if he has anything that he needs help with, or a tentacle comes up, he's gonna strike it, kind of thing, with his axe. So you you run beside Agen, and he's got his hands on the taff rail, and he's just looking overboard. And you go and join him, and it looks like there is a thick body under this boat, and you start to get the concept that this might be like a kraken whose tentacles have serpentine heads at the end and he just looks at you and it's just worry it's just very <laughs> concerned <laughs> uh norm might say the egg and then uh do you do you know if there's any barrels of gunpowder on the boat here goes, yeah below deck we've got three cannons on each side starboard and port you might want to start using those harpoon at the front we also might want to get the barrels of gunpowder out to dump into it. You you see that there's quite a few just like sailors on deck now panicking, not really sure what to do. And uh, Captain Alu is nowhere to be found as of yet. Okay. Um, Typical. <laughs> maybe then Nordum will uh, kind of just like start pointing at some sailors. Uh tell how many sailors altogether did we originally say there, or something? there was 10 okay and now there is nine nine okay uh norm's going to point to at least three around them telling them to go get some barrels of gunpowder bring them up onto the top deck uh going to point to a fourth one go find captain alu and i have a persuasion check sure uh persuasion i'm good at those uh 12 plus 4, so a 16. The four of them just kind of look look at each other, and then they just run off. And you're pretty sure that they're going to go do what you told them to do. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. It is the Serpentine Kraken's turn. You see three more heads come out of the water. Oh, boy. 
Of course, of course. Why wouldn't there be more? One right in front of you and Aegon, Mortem. Lovely. All right, Aiden, there are two... It's just like uh, two jets of water just are shot in your direction um, from these Hydra heads, and um, you just kind of deftly avoid both of them. Nordum, you are bit as the one from the water just explodes from the ocean and throws its head over onto the deck and just bites onto you pretty hard. Can I have a strength check from you? Sure. It'll actually be a strength uh, saving throw as this is in reaction to something. Well, it's still not gonna help. Well, actually, I have plus one on top of it, so it's a eight. Oh no. Unfortunately. So this thing just bites onto you and pulls you off the deck. Oh boy. And as you go over, you feel a very uh, stern hand grab your collar. And Aegon is just hanging over the deck, trying his hardest to hold on to you. Ember. Uh, Ember waves, of course. Hello, everyone. You, uh, you see a, uh, a jet of stream attack you? Misses. So you are safe on that. <laughs> He's coming back up out the deck, like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm so sleepy. I was having such a lovely dream. God, nailed <laughs> Uh, Faye, it is your turn. I am also coming up from the hall of the ship, right? Yeah, presuming you yeah. were asleep in one of the hammocks down there. Yeah. Okay. So, I turn and see... Egan struggling to hold up Nordum off the side of the ship, so I will uh, instruct Luna to go and help Egan and Nordum as best as they can. So if there's any checks to be made, they will get it with the help action? Question mark? Uh, yeah, that, that sounds great. You see um, Luna Specifically Nordum, of- since Nordum's the one that can see Luna. Yeah. You see, uh, oh, well, yeah, I mean, you don't, you're not too sure about Aegon yet, but that's Luna, true. like, disapparates <laughs> and just reappears by Aegon, who's hanging over the rail. Uh, free action, or is that a re- well, that's probably a reaction to command Luna. Um, and I will, I will cast Guiding Bolt towards the head that's on the port side and about halfway down the ship. And, of course, I sent Luna off to do that, so I don't have the help action, but Mm. that's fine. But it is nighttime, and I believe... You have have advantage on everything you do. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I'll cast Guiding Bolt at first level. Nice. As you feel the uh, the stars and moons above you just fill you with a, a certain kind of magic... So that's 24 to hit. That hits. And that'll be uh, 11 points of radiant damage towards that uh, port side head. And the next attack on that has advantage. Hold on. And is that all my movement to get up to the to the main deck or? No, I would say to get on the deck is free. And you know what? I'm going to be happy to just kind of stay in the middle of the ship. 
that's kind of I'm happy there. Yeah, that'll be as, my turn. As you're like standing in the middle of the ship, you see the sailor come um, running down from the uh, from the stern, and uh, he just starts tying himself to the uh, the main mast. It's not a bad idea. Mister Waves, wow us, dazzle us. Ember Waves, hello. Uh, having just narrowly missed uh, the spurt of water as I'm uh, sleepily coming up from my navigational charts. Uh, there are... Oh, God, do I... I know what... I would have heard tale of something, perhaps, having been on the waterways. As as a coastal elf, this yes. you'd probably have the best idea of what this thing is. Okay. And you give me a history check if you want to learn yeah. things, or for free, even. For free, even. Well... My history is not the best on a 12, uh, mostly because I'm mildly wet, having been woken up. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, you, you know the basics of this thing. Um, it has many heads. Yeah, um, <laughs> there are a it, lot. <laughs> it does have a massive body underneath that usually stays under the water. Um, you know that its main tactic is to start breaking the masts mm. and then just picking people off one by one from the deck. Gotcha. You also know it is resistant to fire damage, but very okay. vulnerable to lightning. Vulnerable to lightning. Yeah. Okay, that's going to that's going to change a thing or two. Uh, <laughs> and uh, if... again, that knowledge comes from your uh, heritage. Yeah, of course, my my time on the coast and Having been once or twice on that, um, if that's the case, uh, quick eyeball mathematics, all that fun stuff. Uh, Ember is going to um, call out uh, for people to... Everyone, tie yourselves down! Hello! Remain stoic in the face of this horrible thing! <laughs> uh, he's going to run to mid-deck. Uh, he's not going to tie himself down. Bonus action... Let's see what that potion does, my dude. Oh, hell yeah. So you down that potion. Yeah, 100%. You feel uh, a slipperiness come over you. Oh, delightful. <laughs> um, and uh, your, your lungs also feel like coated in something. Um, you can still breathe air, but it just feels it feels Thick. a little different. Yeah. Um, and you think if you just got in the water, I'm just going to say for your guys' sake, if you're in the water and you have this potion, that third property, mm. you're going to deal extra damage. Mm. Maybe it's not the best case scenario to be in the water with this thing right now. However, that's the third property. That's fair. Uh, with that being said, feeling all mighty juicy, as it were. Uh, 120 feet away, 60 feet radius. Uh, immediately above corpse. Uh, there begins like the rolling of clouds uh, as the stars begin to blot out and they're replaced with like crackling arcane. I'm going to call lightning um, with the, the it's centered on corpse, but not targeting corpse. Let me just yeah. make sure that is emphatically clear. Um, Start zapping your friends. Yeah, he's just the midpoint. Uh, <laughs> did we die to it? Yes. Uh and then from there, I'm going to have lightning lash out at the first one that is to the port side of the boat. So I guess, Corpse, if you're facing the front of the boat, the lightning crackles off to the left-hand side of you. 
Uh, I need it to make a dexterity saving throw, DC 15. And as this is happening, I'm going to roar over the lightning to Valorous, like, Use it, idiot! Oh, he succeeds. He's going to take half damage. That's beautiful. He is going to take 20 points total of lightning damage. So, technically, it would stay 20 points because he is vulnerable to it, right? So it would still double that half? Correct, yeah. Yeah, so perfect. Um, So you see this head after... um, the javelin corpse paint threw into it. This head just explodes from the lightning mm-hmm. and it just kind of slinks into the water. I'd like to think that corpse, like, there's like a metal tip in the javelin and he, like... like a lightning rod? Yeah, like, he, he provided the puncture and I got, like, the zap nice. into it kind of thing. That's awesome. Cool, is that your turn? That's my turn, yeah. So, you feel um, this large uh, orange claw grasp your shoulder and you look and it's Drekenstef and he goes uh, care for a height advantage what better than not being tied down my friend let's do this so in the blink of an eye you and him teleport to the crow's nest (laughs) now you're easily a hundred feet above the uh, open sea and you have a pretty disturbing vantage point from up here you see the body of this uh, ocean monster easily is the size of the boat. Ooh, ooh. And there are many more uh, heads just kind of swimming around in the water waiting, waiting. for an attack. Yeah. yeah. Um, Agen is going to roll a strength with advantage, correct? Ooh, natural mm-hmm. 20. Um, you see Nordum Agen, let's go uh, with one hand. And he grabs a battle axe off his back and he just slashes this um, serpent head across the eyes, effectively blinding it. And the two of you just fly back onto the the poop deck. Perfect. He goes, oh, that was a close one, Iron Boot. I ate a little too close. Maybe we should probably tie ourselves down. I agreed. Um, you see, uh, Lady Law starts, uh, chanting and whispering to herself. Um, you think whatever she is doing is going to take longer than a single action. Faye, you see Kithlin shadow step to the head off the stern, uh, starboard side. And she is just riding this thing. And she grabs two daggers and just plummets them into the serpent's eye. And this thing gets a horrifying screeching sound as it slinks back into the water. And she just shadow steps uh, back beside you. And she goes, Ah, nothing like a midnight ride? You go, girl. And Valorous. Kind of feeling a little defeated, a little underwhelmed by the damage done by the firebolt. Or the, the fireball, excuse me. Seeing uh, Mr. Shadow stepping, it's like, oh, that's an excellent idea. He will use his bonus action to shadow step on top of nice. the uh, other sea creature that is off to the port side and double melee strike onto the top of its head, try, trying to cave in its eye sockets specifically, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. First attack, attack is with advantage because that's the one with the guiding bolt on it. So, 
Mr. DM, would you allow... So Shadow Step allows advantage on my first attack. Would you allow mm-hmm. Guiding Bolt for my second attack? I'm going to say yes, because I want you guys to work as a team. <laughs> you, you make that sound like we don't work as a team already. <laughs> You're getting there. <laughs> uh, uh, so that is a 25 and 27. Yes, those are both going to hit. Neat. So that is four and five, so nine, and it's 15 points of magical bludgeoning damage. Hell yeah. All right. Um, so you are riding this thing, and same thing, a high-pitched hissing screech as you just poke out its eyeballs. Um, it had already been struck pretty hard by a guiding bolt, and it just falls into the water. What are you going to do? If you would allow my reaction to drink said potion. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. Chug-a-lug. So you're just chugging as you're riding this thing down into the water. Chugging and diving uh, into the water. And then you hear a big splash, and one of the sailors yells, Mad overboard! And you guys see uh, Valorous just treading water. Mr. Paint, you are up again. Okay, uh, so I'm going to use my bonus action to take the potion and uh, lift up my mask slightly and consume that. So directly behind me is uh, the rope ladder up to the lookout point. How tall is it? Uh, The foremast is about 60 feet up. So you can take your whole turn to climb that ladder and get to the top if you like. My whole turn? Yeah, it would be your action and then your... Uh, movement. Your movement action, yeah. Okay, so that doesn't mean I could use, like, my second attack? No, because technically your second attack only comes if you use your attack for your action. Okay, well, I will use my whole turn and get up there then. All right. So I, I've used my bonus action to consume the potion, and now I am atop the, uh, the foremast. All right. Nordum, after a close call, you and Agen are sitting uh, bums down on the poop deck, taking a deep breath. Is that that's uh, serpent is still alive, right? I'm assuming it's just yes. blinded. Okay. Yeah, it is just blinded. Is it still within reach if we try to attack it from the edge of the boat? Um, I'm going to say, it? yeah, you could probably, like, attack, like, its neck or something, part of, like, the tentacle-y part, um, but it's just kind of, like, flailing, like, back and forth. Yeah, I'll probably still do that. Nice. Just get something, some sort of attack on it. Nice. Uh, yeah, but that's only a 14 hit. 14. Uh, you think that is so effing close, but not quite the number. Alright, I'll just do another swing. Uh, that's another nine plus four, so not going to do it. Norm is just gonna use his movement to go to maybe the center and maybe use his bonus action tie a rope around himself and the mast. Main mast. Or the closest one to him. <laughs> and that'll be his turn. Alright. Once again, it is the monster's action. Senor Valorous. Hello. You, you absolutely feel something uh, bump your foot. Uh, I'm going to assume a 20 hits your armor class. Boy, it is actually so close, but yep, yep, that does it. All right. Huh. 
you feel something bump your foot and then just a sharp stinging pain as your ankle is clamped down on Ooh, for 15 points of damage, piercing damage. I'm so sorry. I, I'm really not feeling the sincerity in that at all. Yeah. You'd, you'd be picking up on the right uh, the right feelings there. Bay and Kitlin, you are both struck with a jet of water. Or are you struck, though? Let's find out. Does a, a 19 hit you, Faye? Oh, yeah. All right. All right, all right, all right. For 12 points of uh, piercing damage as this concentrated jet of water just peels your skin off. Oh. And you see uh, the same one was going to hit Kithlin, and a piece of her just kind of dematerializes into shadow and rematerializes as the water passes through her. Hey, trick. <laughs> The blind serpentine head is going to try to bite Agen with disadvantage. Uh, missing both times. Corpse, a stream of water heads your way on the aft mast. Also with disadvantage because you're so high up. So this water just shoots past your head. And it is your turn, Faye. Nordum, did you instruct the... Um the three sailors to arm... No, you you instructed them to get the... Barrels of gunpowder. Barrels of gunpowder. Yeah. And one is on his way to go find Captain Alu, and you see him now, um, because you're actually standing in front of the captain's cabin, Faye. He's just banging on the door. Captain! Captain, there's a monster, Captain! (laughs) Captain! And then he kind of looks at you and he's like, oh, he's a deep sleeper. Uh, he probably just hasn't woken up yet. And then he just keeps banging on the door. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. It's exactly what's going on there. Um, are there any other uh, sailors that are not tying themselves down quite yet? There's about three still uh, out and about. Right. Okay. And you do know that there's still a harpoon gun and six cannons to be utilized. Bay is going to instruct them to either get on the harpoon or get on the cannons and just start firing. I do have Sway John. Oh, yeah. Sure. And um, Kithlin is going to give you advantage as she's just standing uh, terrifyingly behind you. It's an eight total, guys. Even with advantage? I rolled a one and a six. Oh, no. Uh, They all just kind of look at you and and scatter, or continue to scatter. They hardly pause to notice you. Uh, But that'll just be a bonus action if you want to do something else. Uh, That being the case, Faye is going to go and find, like, run up in Mana Cannon herself. Like, guys are fucking... Worthless piece of shit. Let's go. And um, <laughs> we'll load a cannon and fire at said head on the port side of the stern and keep an eye out on Valorous in the water as well. All right. Hence why she went to that specific cannon so she can still have eyes, eye line yeah. on Valorous. Um, it's a bonus action to load it and action to fire it. However, Kithlin is going to run with you. 
and okay. assist you to load it so you can fire it. I was just going to say, is it already preloaded since they know that we were going to go monster hunting potentially? Uh, it is not, because that's just Gosh. dangerous. And okay. kind of a waste of supplies if it gets wet. So, looking at this <laughs> link you shit. <laughs> the nuances of how cannons work? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit indeed? <laughs> Dungeons of fucking dragons. Ice uh, flying everywhere. Ooh, that'll be a 22 to hit. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you've and got that your is, damage. Yeah, so that's 5d8. We'll roll it on here. Oh! Ooh, My 29 bludgeoning damage. And then the creature needs to make a strength saving throw. I don't know how effective this is because it's in water. Um, DC 10, and if it fails, it's pushed 5 feet and not prone. So everyone on the deck hears um, just a massive cannon fire. And um, you all kind of turn your heads and this uh, just massive lead ball goes straight under the serpentine jaw and out the back of its head. Yeah. (laughs) And is kaput. Uh, And I need to make a strength saving throw to not be knocked on my ass from that cannon. Correct. I am knocked on my ass. Nice. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Which is just kind of all part of the experience, to be honest. Yep. She's never been on a ship. She's just heard about these things. Didn't realize how powerful it was. Exactly. All right, Ember. Uh, Does it look like anyone is uh, going to the cannon over here? Uh, Not currently, no. Uh, Princess, get off your ass! (laughs) Then yes, you yell that, and she runs out from underneath the deck and mans a cannon. Thank you. Okay, cool. Uh... Held action to, because uh, call lightning is, uh, keeps going. So, held action to try and impact the lightning into a cannonball if it hits. Uh, oh. With the one off the side. Ooh. Okay, sorry. Explain that to me again. Sorry. Base like whichever cannon she's gonna run to, uh-huh. whichever monsters in front of her, whichever sea head, Ember is gonna hold his action with call lightning. So yeah. as the ball fires out, he's going to try and basically like exactly like what he did with Corpsbane of like Javelin made an impact. All right, target that impact kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so if she hits, great. If not, uh, <laughs> we'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, but just for for theatrical flair, why not? Yeah. Um, I like but so as this is happening, Ember's calling out. He's going to uh, lightly with his uh, good hand because force of habit. Uh, tap his discs. Bonus action. I'm going to burn one of my uh, wild shapes, and I will take starry form archer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, as he's sort of like directing this illuminescent twilight bow comes out, he'll pull back uh, and does an 18 hit uh, this head as I fire basically a pure uh, arrow of twilight. Yeah, an 18 does hit for sure. Okay. Uh, it's not going to be a whole lot. That's going to be, oh, geez, 7 plus 4. Uh, 11 radiant damage. All right. That's and are you striking radiant. the blind one or the one to the bow? Uh, the one on the starboard that I believe is blinded, yeah. Correct, yeah. Okay. All right. And with that damage, uh, your celestial arrow just pierces its uh, skull and it slumps down into the water. 
Okay. I think it's like that inhuman arrow where it fires, and you're expecting it to like have resistance, and it just goes through, and you're like, oh, yeah. oh, oh no. <laughs> Uh, that's right. it. I have my held action for, for the princess, and c'est la vie. All right. Hello, brother stars. We are going to be all right. <laughs> so, Renalia runs over to the cannon on the port side. Senna. Mm. aims. Senna, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And hits. So, she deals, uh, not great, 14 points. You see it just kind of clips the side, but your bolt of lightning is going to strike it, I believe. Uh, it's a dex 15 saving throw. I just just for flare, right? So, yeah. Uh, bolt of lightning will strike regardless. That is going to be 23 points of lightning damage. Seven, eight, and eight. Nice. So you see this cannonball just whiz whizzes by this uh, thing's head, and your bolt of lightning strikes the cannonball, and then ricochets off onto the serpent, and this thing just kind of like is stunned in the water and sinks back down. You guys are making good progress through this thing. There's only one left at the bow. You see um, Lady Law, her whispering ends with a clap of her hands, and everyone on deck can take 10 points of healing. On deck. Valorous is not on deck. Does that count to him? Uh, no, it does not. Sorry, Val. <laughs> And it's fine. I still had the temp hit points from my last training session, so it wasn't as uh, impactful. Nice. Uh, you see Drekensteff beside you, Ember, uh, casts a spell, and from his staff, he just kind of hits the base of the staff on the crow's nest, and a streak of lightning shoots out at this head, at the bow, mm. striking it, and killing it in one blow. And as of right now, the deck just kind of falls silent as there are no heads above the water. And you hear the monster give a just like guttural kind of like moan. Oh, that's deep. That's not good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you hear all of the wood in the boat start to creak and moan and crack and then six more heads shoot up from the water. Three of them start to wrap around the uh, foremast that corpse paint is on, and the other three go for the main mast. And then you hear one of the sailors come up from the bottom deck and tell you, Nordum, that there is a breach in the hull and he drops um, two kegs of powder on the deck before running back um, downstairs. Also, if because I'd be by the uh, front mast there, if yep. the heads come into my uh, area, could I get an opportunity attack on them? Um, they kind of like move into your vicinity, but they don't leave. Okay. They're just kind of wrapping themselves around the masts right now. Couldn't remember if if someone enters your area as well. I think as as long as they this enter, just... don't leave. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, Valorous leading us off once again. Uh, part of the the new wave of heads is this what one of the heads that took a chomp out of me by chance? It just took a chomp and just left me alone. 
You think these are all very fresh, uh, ready to go heads. <laughs> How dare they take a bite? You do notice since you're in the water, um, there are quite a few. All of the heads that you guys have dispatched are just kind of like floating atop of the water right now, like very dead. I guess since I'm in the water, just make my way over to the nearest available serpent head or tentacle head, whatever you want to call right. this monstrosity. Yeah, who, who knows? Uh, we're going to start off with a double attack. Uh, first one is a nine to hit, which I don't think will do it. And the second one is a natural 20. Nice. Yeah. So that's seven points of uh, bludgeoning damage. And there was extra damage from drinking the potion you said. Yeah, you get an extra D10 if you uh, attack while you're in the water. I will add nine points of mystery potion damage on top of that. And what are you attacking this with again? Sorry. Uh, my monk-infused magical fists. <laughs> All right. And then you just attack bonus this action. thing. Yeah. Uh, yes. Bonus action will be Floria blows for two more unarmed strikes. Uh, nineteen and dirty twenty. Oh yeah. Six. That's twelve. Then. Oh, that's twenty-four points of. Uh, additional bludgeoning damage. Jesus. To the same one? Yeah, the same one! It took a Are chomp you... out of his foot? He is not having it. You gotta tell me how you kill it then. Uh, I, probably, uh, if there's spines on the back of it, just start working his way up the back and punching oh. as he goes up. Yeah. Mm. You just punch these spines back into the monster. Alright. Corpse, you see uh, these three tentacles are starting to wrap around the mast you're on, and you hear timber starting to moan and creak. Perfect. So to my left, there's two of them. To my right, there's one. I am going to Jack Sparrow along the uh, top of the sail here, and I am going to attempt to jump and grab onto the one to the right. Hell yeah. All right, let's just get a basic uh, athletics check as you jump onto this thing. Okay, so that is a nat 20 plus 6. Nice. You can land on this thing wherever you want to. Okay, so I... (laughs) I guess uh, so gracefully, I think Corpse Paint lands in an ideal position, kind of like cradling the top of its head sort of around the... the... Yeah, right at the base of the neck here, and I am going to do three swings with my my new sword. Oh, yeah. So I will say, right off the bat, you guys have been fighting long enough, you know the AC is 15. 15? Yes, sir. Okay, first one doesn't hit. Fuck. Second one doesn't hit. Uh, the third one does hit, luckily. Nice. And that is going to be uh, 12 points of slashing damage from the uh, the one strike. You just create a huge gouge in the back of this thing's neck. Well done. Oh yeah, brother. All right. Is that the end of your turn, good sir? I do believe so, yeah. All right. Nordum Ironbeat. Uh, normal... First attack the two 
that are still wrapping itself around the mass there, or at least the closest one to him first. Uh, that is Jesus. Okay, I need switching dice. That's not a hit. Attacking the second time. That's better. That's an 18 plus 5. And he is going to do 9 points of damage to it. And then could he use his uh, bonus action to talk to or like command more people on the deck to do things again? Oh yeah, let's have it. Perfect. Uh, he's going to basically everyone he can see just tell them furiously to get onto the cannons and start shooting. Okay. <laughs> Give me a persuasion check. You can have it with advantage because you've already told them what to do once. Uh, first one was a 19, second one was a 10, so that's a 23. Alright, yeah, you see uh, two of the cannons. It's usually two people a cannon. Mm-hmm. Um, so the remaining sailors are doing their best to heed your instructions. Perfect. And that'll be Nordum's turn. Alright. The three at the foremast um, have pretty much wrapped their way all around to the top. And you guys hear a massive uh, crack run up the mast. And I need Nordum is the only one who will be in the uh, vicinity to make a dexterity saving throw as the mast just collapses on top of the deck. I never instructed Luna to do anything else except help Nordum. Can they still give him a help action? That's up to you. I know it's my familiar, but my familiar does whatever I tell it It, to do. It feels a little late. This is all happening pretty fast. Okay, that's fair. The tiny Ammon pushes Nordum into the mast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. Nordum got a three. My dice are shit tonight, so... Switch dice, put it on timeout right now. Yeah. Two are into timeout. Three more to go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Nobody oh does good on the deck. <laughs> um, so, Nordum, Agen, Lady Law, and Princess Vasenith are all knocked prone and all take. Oh, wow, that was lucky. Only 17 points of bludgeoning damage as the mass just falls. Um, Ember and Drekken, you guys need to make. Dexterity saving throws as the mast smashes into yours. Saving okay. Uh oh no. Um uh, that is of course everyone's favorite natural one for a total of four. Dear. I was feeling <laughs> myself too much, that's why. <laughs> so Okay, let's let's see if Drekken stuff can help you or not. He has a minus two dexterity, so you are both thrown off of the six, crow's six, six. nest. This is, this is a tall thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you're about 100 feet up. <laughs> yeah, now maybe, now maybe. the water's not looking so bad, huh? Hmm. <laughs> so you are thrown asunder. However, hmm. Ember, make another dexterity saving throw with advantage, and I will tell you why after you roll. Because he's a, uh, okay. a child of the stars. Because I am a child of the stars. Uh, that is a child of 14 plus 3 is 17. Correction. Yeah, 17. All right. 
So you are falling. Um, you <laughs> feel your stomach hit your chest. Yeah. And all of a sudden, your robotic arm grabs onto the rope. And with, without, it's the easiest thing for it to just hold you there. It doesn't feel like nothing. And you're just swaying. Um, Mild pop of the shoulder, but... <laughs> you look and watch Drekenstaff as he plummets the 100 feet, and it looks like it's going to be bad. Um, and he creates a little portal before he hits the deck and gets spit out in the water over here. And you just hear a splish. And the other heads attacking the mast are just going to keep attacking the main mast. So it is now face turn. Okay. Um, Luna will kind of toddle over to whichever closest head is uh, close to it, obviously. Um, and through Luna, I would like to cast Inflict Wounds. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I will do that at... I'll do that at second level. It takes its reaction to do so, so it doesn't cost me anything to do it. Um, and it's nighttime, so I get advantage. That is an 18 to hit. Yep. Perfect. So this so, neck that's coiling around the mast, Luna just goes up and boops it. Yeah. Chomps it. And will deal 40 10. Which right, is, this is the attack that dropped corpse paint in one go. Yes. And it's not nearly as great. It's 23 necrotic damage. Uh, still enough as this uh, necrotic like energy just consumes this uh, serpentine head. And you see it kind of relaxes and uncoils around the mast and slinks back into the water. Perfect. Um, and for my free action uh, well I guess take half my movement to get up because I'm on my ass from the cannon and I will look to shadow mistress and is it worth trying to shoot this body of this creature with the cannon I, I don't know her? I'm asking her because Faye doesn't know how water of combat yeah. stuff works <laughs> she goes I, I, I don't even think we could point the cannon down enough. Well, useless. Who likes boats? Okay. Just, that was my thought exactly. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Amber's just holding up his hand as he's hanging off the mast. Um, I don't know what's the right thing to do, guys. Might be the end of your turn. Yeah, I think. Th did we figure out how long those potions last? No. No? Okay. I think bonus action Faye is going to down a potion just in case. And then is there any way that we can maneuver the cannon to to aim at the head that's on the midship port side? Yeah, I so say between the two of you, you can spend the rest of your action to point it. Okay. Uh, I will we'll do that then. And next yeah. turn, fire. Ember waves. The waves of Ember, of course. Uh, how far down is the ground for me? Or is there a place where I can stand? Um, 
I don't also, remember what the rope is called, but you're just kind of hanging on the rope that you climb up to the to the mast. Okay. Um, so you can stand on that easily, I think. Well, okay. you know, hang there anyways. Lay yeah, against yeah. it. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Uh, how high up am I, roughly? Probably like 50-ish feet. Probably oh, God. Uh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, I don't trust you, Metal Hand. Delightful. Uh... <laughs> Saved your life! Yeah, might have, but I'm also its host, so... Uh, dexterity saving throw. Um, are they the three that are minus the one by corpse paint, but the two in the front that knocked down, are they close to each other? Yeah, pretty much all three heads are just like coiled around a mass that's, you know, like 10 feet across. So they're all kind of just like around each other. Delightful. The mast is generally irreparable. I'm on first glance, more than likely at sea, all that good stuff. Cool. Call yeah. lightning central point on their heads. Nice. Uh, so if there is a place where all three of them are within five feet of each other, that is where yeah. I'm aiming. All right. I'm going to say there is, but you're at risk of hitting corpse paint. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just because I like to give you a dilemma. Uh, and corpse paint was riding on the head of one of them, so he it's was, totally fair. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> he, no, he wouldn't. He... It's corpse, so he'll he'll aim for the the one on the far port side. Okay. His corpse corpse might look like he has it handled. So he's looking badass okay. for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Don't interrupt that. That's <laughs> that's his. Uh, so the one that's on the far port side, uh, dexterity saving throw is another arcane crackling comes up. Man, I am rolling great for lightning. Uh, Fail. <laughs> lightning is my stuff. Uh, Twenty three points of lightning damage as basically while hanging with the metal hand he. Uh, he arcs the, the bolt down into this thing. Oh, sick. And pierces its temple into a bloody mess. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to use my bonus action to get down another 30 feet. Because I feel like hanging is not the best option. There. And, uh... Yeah, that'll that'll be my turn. Um, right. I, for for my for my bonus action, I'll call out. Uh, uh, Protect the center mast, hello. That's it. So, any of you tracking um, Drek and Steph, you hear like a blast from the starboard uh, water that he uh, splooshed in, and then all of a sudden he is propelled by his massive draconic wings, and he flies over to. Uh, what was once the foremast. And that'll be his turn. Agen uh, rolls over and is going to run and attack the serpentine head. That corpse is not. And he's got so many attacks. Rolled poorly on all of them, though. And I mean, he did just get smashed by an entire mast, so he might be feeling a little rough. He's got a splinter in his finger or something like that. It's causing him great pain. One of them is going to hit the eight anyways. He deals 15 points of damage, not quite killing this thing, but doing a hefty blow. All right. Valorous, you were leading us once again. There is one uh, head left on the main mast and two at the aft or the foremast. 
as much as the water will allow, he will try to get a visual of where the head of the serpent is, mm-hmm. and he will attempt to shadow step roughly around where he thinks the head's going to be, and then mid-teleport just starts spinning into a roundhouse kick, trying to just do up a nice little, uh, try to get it off of the ship. Oh, yeah. Consider it done. Let's have those attacks. Uh, so they're both going to hit, and I'm no longer in water, so... I'm assuming I don't get that nifty little bonus anymore. No, unfortunately. So that's 14 points of bludgeoning damage as two swift kicks land to the, the jaw of the creature. And then nice. it lands on back onto the boat. And it too slumps into the water, leaving the uh, main mast completely enemy-less. Does that uh, round you off? Good, sir. Uh, bonus action, attacks, uh, yeah, I think I'll just, uh, reposition myself more to the centralized area of the boat. Yeah. See, uh, Princess, uh, Vicenith and Lady Law are both stumbling back to their feet. Um, Corpse Bait. Okay, uh, so I'm still swinging on the head of, uh, this guy here. Hell yeah. Of this serpentine... I shall uh, do my three swings. Uh, two plus eight. No, that does not hit. Uh, Ten plus eight does. Along with a nineteen plus eight. Glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, motherfucker. Six plus seven plus fourteen. That is 31 points of damage. Oh! Tell me how you eviscerate this thing. I would like to think he's just wrapping his sword around almost to, like, slice the neck. And then just, like, you know, adrenaline pumping does a little a little bit too much, and then the head just kind of plops off. And you just land effortlessly on the, uh, the bow. Can I use my bonus action to dive into the water? Sure. Okay. I dive into the water. I want to get a good look at this thing. At the monster below? Indeed. All right. So you jump down and you swim down a little bit. um, And you see this thing is probably, you know, 200 square feet. No discernible eyes that you can tell. One massive mouth um, that is kind of just like encapsulating the center part of the hull and you see water just like surging into the hull of the boat quite a few now dead heads are just kind of hanging limply around this thing and that is all that you see okay uh how far down is it from where I am it depends it's so huge um it's probably another like 60 feet maybe get to the actual body of it. Okay. Uh, I will use my movement. I don't know if uh, the potion gives me extra swimming movement or swimming speed, but my uh, my walking speed is 40 feet. Yeah, so that, that just becomes your new swim speed, essentially. Okay, cool. Uh, I will try to avoid any detection of the heads and just swim down. All right. I'll say that you do. 
Thank you. I will do exactly that then. Excellent. The DM All right. has spoken. It is, it is law. Uh, Nordum. Yeah, am I crushed under this thing right now? Or am I just knocked under no. it? Or like, do you want to be crushed? I, personally not, but... <laughs> All right, we'll say that nobody got crushed. It was just the okay. damage of it hitting the, the deck and sending splinters everywhere. All right. Um, I'm going to let Egan just deal with that head there. And I'm going to I'm gonna run okay. over to the captain's door. Okay. And bust it down. Get that fucking yeah. captain out here helping out. I, uh, you, you can give me a strike check, probably with advantage. You're pretty mad, I should think. <laughs> uh, it's a eight, yeah, an eighteen plus two, so third twenty. You knock this shit right off its hinges. Perfect. I storm in there looking for him. Uh, nowhere to be found. This son of a bitch. <laughs> um, all and right. You see that there's like a wardrobe. Yeah. And like the ship gets like one big like smash from one of the tentacles and it kind of like opens and then it quickly shuts tight from the inside again. <laughs> I uh, go over there and just fling it open. You see uh, Captain Alu, this uh, light blue skinned Aquan is just like looks at you and then he looks in his wardrobe and he goes, ah, there it is, my raincoat. Perfect. <laughs> I just grab him by the scruff and I'm just going to drag him out and throw him onto the deck. <laughs> so you're a beefy-ass dwarf. You've beaten rocks your whole life. and This is a pretty thin aquan and you just chuck him onto the poop deck. Get to a cannon and get firing. You see, he kind of just like stands up and he brushes off his uh, his pants and he goes, Ah, yes, thank you, Nordumba. It's just on my way. And, and he runs over to a cannon. Alright. Uh, then I'm going to take the rest of my actual movement to just maybe head down into into the ship, because I remember one of the guys saying that there was a hole down there and yeah. starting to break in there. So, so head into the run, ship. <laughs> you run down. Um, as again, this boat isn't massive. It's only two decks. Um, and there's probably half a foot of water already. And it's like right on the starboard side. Um, it's just leaking water. And there's three sailors down here um, trying their best to just like board it up and nail it shut. Mm-hmm. And it's just coming in with such force. Like it's just pushing the wood off before they can even hold it still. Play. All um, right. But that was a busy turn. Yep. So you see. Um, this serpentine head battling Agen. It bites him and pulls him into the water. And you just hear like a and then a splash. And then you see uh, well, nothing. The rest of the heads on the uh, deck is gone. Bay. You see Agen get pulled into the water. Drekenstef is floating, flying off the bow. 
Nordum is kicking the captain's ass. Valorous is kicking ass. And Corstain is nowhere to be found. Right. Cool, guys. Sounds like we're working as a party. (laughs) I mean, we actually have been working pretty well this encounter together. I'm not going to lie. Kithlin, you got this, right? He goes, I I, I gotta go for my boy Egan. I am diving into water too. Come on. <laughs> Alright, she downs her potion and jumps in after you. Yep. Yeah. Uh it'll I'll I can't get very far, but like I'll move my swim my thirty feet to uh at least to the bow of a ship. Cause I know that's where Egan and Corpse Paint were last time I saw yeah. them. So unless the water is super clear, I imagine it's a bit murky. I may not see them right away. Um, no, it's a clear ocean water. Um, the only Ooh. disadvantage would be it's dark. However, you see in the dark just fine. So you see Agen near the bow, and he's just being thrashed through the water. And um, it looks as though he's trying to fight his way free, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And do I see corpse paint? You do not. I do not. Um, I will aim a guiding bolt at the tentacle neck serpent head that's thrashing um, Egan around. I have a range of 120 feet with that. So I will do that. And I still get advantage with my twilight power stuff, even in the water? Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. And you can throw an extra D10 on this, too, because you're in the water. Ooh, and that's a natural 20 to hit my friends. So that is... uh, And an extra D10 on top of that. Okay, okay. I'm going to say you can stop there. Okay. This neck was already pretty badly done in, and you just eviscerate it. You managed to, like, split the head from the tentacle. I turned to Kithlin and I'm like, uh, like, shrug, sorry, didn't mean to take your kill. And I'm looking around for course paint. All right. Ember. Ember waves of cows. Um, so there's a bunch of people overboard, which is great. Uh, always a good start. Um... Am I aware that we're... Well, I'm probably aware based on the, the sea serpents that we're taking on water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you would have heard the sailor come up and... and yeah, that interaction. Okay. Um, he... If it's free, I'll drop the remaining 20 feet, take the damage, and use my movement to get down below deck. Yeah. I do do damage a little differently, you know, but I'm cool with that. Shattered ankles, yes, 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 of course, of course. I just do D10s and 76s for every 10 yeah. feet. Yeah, of course. Oh, wow, you get lucky. You roll well, oh. even on a slippery deck. So I I'm, I am a natural at the sea. Hello, you know this, of course. Uh, and I will get uh, down below deck. Uh, I right. don't know how far I can get, but if I can oh, get well, to the... You took damage, Sorry. I'm going to say you get as far as you want to get. Okay, I'm going to get down to the area where I'm assuming they're bailing it out. Yeah. Uh, is it one hole? Is it multiple holes? Is it cracks? What is it? You've got two holes that just look like the serpentine heads just like bit 
a piece of wood away. Okay. And Nordum is standing there, kind of just got here as well. Gotcha. Uh, how big are the holes, roughly? Uh, about two square feet, probably. Two square, okay. Um, uh, I'll turn to... Actually, I'll just call to Nordum and, and every everyone down here. Um, uh, Nordum, I got this. Uh, the rest of you continue bailing, but uh, you'll have to find a different place. And I will... I'm just going to... Action and bonus action can't trip shape water. Um, I can freeze the water in a five foot cube space and it stays there for an hour. So I'm just going to make us part ice for a little bit until we can solve this. What's going on? Is, is it concentration by any chance or does it just happen? It just shape water. You choose an area of effect you see within range, which is 30 feet. Fills a five foot cube. I'm assuming if it's a two foot bite. And then yep. the last one is you freeze the water, provides that there are no creatures in it. So I'm going to freeze the entrance. So you freeze it and then they just start putting the wood on and nailing on a new piece. Sure. And you're good to go. Um, okay. Can you do that in multiple areas or is that just fix one hole for now? Uh, it's just so it's an action. So if I can use my bonus act because it's a cantrip, so I don't yep. know if you want to. If, if I can do two, then I'll, I'll take the time to do two and tell Nordum. Nordum, up top, they were vanishing in the water. Uh, get going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. They go in the water. Um, Faye, you see Kithlin uh, swim. Shadow step to Aegon. And then shadow step again with him on the deck. Valorous, you see Lady Law huff it over to Kithlin and Aegon, and Aegon is unconscious on the deck. She's giving him medical treatment. Yeah, you see the sailors are just kind of like, there's a moment of silence and stillness on the deck now, and most of the cannons are manned. Um... You've also noticed, unfortunately, one sailor did not get out of the way in time and is squished under the foremast that is now laying on the deck. And it is your turn. Did Corpse Paint announce to anyone that he was just no. dippy diving around, swimming in the depths? No. Nope. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool survey of the surroundings. He hears Ember and Nordum under deck. Uh, he'll go over to the port side of the boat and just confirm back to Faye, what are you doing? Like, can, How do you get out of the water? What's your plan? I think is, Faye, are you in the water on the surface? So. Yeah, you're like 30 feet under the water, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's fully under the water. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is disheartening, to <laughs> say the least. You could probably see like her shadow, like her. Yeah, that does not form. help no. the the imagery at all. You just see the shadow of your traveling companion just under the murky <laughs> depths. Great. So he's gonna jump over and dive into the water. Make sure she's okay. All right. Yeah, this is a smart idea. She's never actually been. To the ocean. She's a probably great swimmer, guys. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I'm sure the potion is doing great things where you're just flailing your limbs in the water. Oh, I swim. So, 
you guys both are just 30 feet now in the water and you see this massive uh, it honestly like it looks like it's like dragon hide it's just the shape is so unusual it's just so circular and it's just latched onto the hull yeah and if Faye is reasonably okay he's the Valorous is gonna make his way towards this, this mass of a creature trying to avoid a semblance of a mouth and just yeah. with the intent of just starting to, to punch the crap out of it so do you swim like to, to the side of it? Do you swim to the very bottom of it? Uh, I'll go to the side of it. I do not want to be underneath this creature. Yeah. Do you swim to the side of it? Um, I'll say that's probably your turn. Corpse paint. All right. Uh, so how I think I'm about twenty feet away from the creature because I used forty feet of movement. Yeah, I'm gonna say you just got right up to the creature. Okay, well, if I got right up to it, I am going to do three attacks to the body of it with my sword. So before I do that, you said in the water I get extra damage, correct? Yeah, so you get an extra d10 for each attack. Holy shit, okay. Let the maths begin. So first one doesn't hit, second one does. And the third one's a nat 20. I need... Need a fucking calculator. Okay. Uh, And in my last one, I'm also going to add Divine Smite to that. Right. Uh, Okay. Okay, so... So I'm just going to roll base damage right now. So the two hits, so that's... 2d8, 7 plus 14 is... uh, 21. Uh, actually, shit, the second one's doubled. Yeah, uh, so 42, and then, uh, adding the, so an additional 3d8, so add 22, plus 5. Jesus Christ, 69 points of damage, yeah, 69. Nice. 69 points of damage on one round. So, classy people. you strike this thing repeatedly and you are just surrounded by black blood that just fills the water and spreads out and you kind of like swish it away and you see this thing is just like diving and diving and diving until it has just gone into the blackness and with that you all level up to level 7 And we will go into our first break. Easy peasy. Wasn't even worried, not once. In a world created by a dream, there lives a place of forgotten evil. Long fallen into obscurity and legend, a fortress swallowed by the earth beckons four heroes with the promise of a mythic apple said to possess the power of healing any ailment. A tabaxi searches for faith guided by the playful paw of their goddess on their first adventure. A bard searching for hope, haunted by the fallen ruler of an ancient evil that stole them from their muse. A turtle searching for truth, fighting against injustice but plagued by doubt. And a goblin searching for self, escaping his grief by shaking hands with a malicious archfey. A story of overcoming fear in the face of adversities. Join the Storyteller's Tavern as they descend into the sunless citadel and summon light that vanquishes the darkness within the fortress's tortured halls. 
Hello one, hello all. We truly hope you enjoy listening to our podcast as much as we enjoy making it. It would mean the world to us if you could rate and review The Fables of Latour. It goes a long way to growing our community, and to put it plainly, we just love hearing from you. So thanks again, and as always, we'll see you in the wilds of Latour. Welcome back from the break. Our adventurers did a pretty stand-up job, I'd say, fighting off this whack-ass hybrid beast. Many tentacled serpentine heads were vanquished. Corpse laid in enough damage to scare off the rest of the main body. Ember and Nordum have ensured that the boat does not flounder from the holes in the hull. The Captain Alu showed up just in the nick of time to truly save the day. No, that's not right. He didn't do shit. No, he was looking for his raincoat. <laughs> yes, thank you. That's what was happening. Um, a couple sailors did perish. And as it stands right now, Drekenstaff and Princess Viseneth are carrying Aegon below deck and putting him out on a table, like a dining table, essentially. Um... And Lady Law is just sewing up uh, vicious bite marks he suffered and casting several uh, cure wounds. Um, Captain Alu comes up to you, Nordum. Well, another daring beast vanquished. This will be a good one to tell. Yeah, make sure you tell it from the inside of your chest like you was the whole time. What do you mean? I was in there for like five minutes tops. Norm will uh, just walk away and uh, head down deck to check on Egan and all them. You see, um, Drekenstaff and, um, Viseneth have uh, left, so it's just Kithlin and um, I don't know. Have you guys gotten her name yet? I don't think so. I don't think you have either. All right. And Lady Law are just kind of like sitting on like the benches on either side of him. And um, Kithlin is being like oddly, let's say oddly. It's just it's not really to her character. But Aegon has like jet black. Um, hair that's like intricately braided and she's just kind of like rubbing his forehead as he's just passed out on the table and um, Lady Law is just kind of sewing him up. Do you, do you need a hand? Oh, um, and she kind of notices Faye and Nordum and yeah, that would be wonderful here. Uh, and she kind of gives you the equipment that you need and uh, points you to a specific wound to start healing up. Sewing up, as it were. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's get a medicine check from you, Faye. Perfect. I can do that. Uh, 14? Yeah, you do a bang-up job. 
Uh, Lady Law just kind of gives you a smile and a nod, and she continues her work. Valors will make his way below deck. Not, not to be that person, but uh, how do we prove to anyone that we have dispatched this uh, beast? I mean, is damage to the ship not enough? We encountered we the act- beast. We, 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 we lost the fight. Who's, who's to say our word versus theirs? Because we didn't actually slay the beast. Because a uh, corpse, uh, you, you saw it just uh, some away? Like the baby little fish that it is? Corpse just now is, like, coming out of the water, I think. Because he, he probably would have, like, swam until he couldn't see anything. It's like, oh. Corpse is an actual psychopath. He's swimming after a sea monster in the ocean in the pitch black. Actual yeah. monster. Even like when his like a Kintar night vision is like failing and the thing is just like fucked off somewhere, he will come to the surface. Probably takes him like a minute or two to get back up. Climbs back on the boat. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Did you say something? Did we actually kill the beast, or did it just swim off? Ah, uh, it is not dead. However, I, we've wounded it very significantly based on what I saw. Most of its uh, head tentacles were severed off, and I cut pretty deep into it. I made it bleed. I mean... if it co- If it comes back, I'm pretty sure... It will not be able to do nearly half the damage it was damage it was capable of. Though so we're happy with the Red Willow Gill's reputation as we hurt it. Our job was see- to kill it. One of the sailors comes by and he just drops off a head. Just one of the heads that had landed on the deck after being decapitated, and he walks away. Thought you guys might want this. <laughs> Corpse will just say to Valor, who's just like well, I'd be more than happy to go down with you if you'd like to join. I think this will uh, suffice to uh, spread the tale of the Red Willow Guild. If if it comes back, it'll be easier to kill. If not by us, then hopefully by the god. From the god of Scanty Harbor. Also, I think right now that's not really... The main concern we should be thinking about. We still have a meeting to go with to Crooked Horn. And now we're in a damaged ship, which is not so good if things go south with him. Well, we just make sure things don't go south. Seems simple enough to me. <clears throat> yeah, you, you, you remember last time we tried to make sure things didn't go south? Things immediately went south. Yeah, now we have experience what to deal with and what to expect with just a conniving, scheming, silver rock dwarf. No offense. You you do raise a fair point, Norton. But uh, given your relationship with uh, Mr. Crooked Horn, would you feel bad about stealing one of his ships? I, I definitely would not feel bad. In anything, it did bring me joy. Well then. Um, 
Faye and Valorous, your guys' passive perception is quite high. You see the two dragon bloods at the bow, like the far bow, standing by the rail. And they're just kind of whispering to each other while you guys are having your own conversation on the poop deck. Just just for your player information, continue. So there's two dragon bloods? Like Yeah. You well there's Vicenith and then Dragon Staff, right? Oh, you mean like those two? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you meant like two separate other dragon bloods because no. I thought <laughs> the I thought it was gonna be still. like random sailors just <laughs> yeah. having a conversation. And I was like, buddy, if you don't forget everything you just heard, you're about to go overboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, then. Question for DM. Um, Luna, as my familiar, I get all of the perks of the familiar aspect. Yep. So I can project into Luna and see and see and hear through Luna. Yep. Okay. Uh, I go to just like if there's like a barrel or a crate that's kind of nearby or a part of the fallen mast, I'll just kind of take a seat. I'm just going to put like a little like uh, brace myself on like Valorous's arm or something. And I'm going to project through Luna and and send Luna off to I mean if Luna's a corp- incorporeal thing can it hang off like the yeah, we've already established she can interact with objects so. yeah so Luna's gonna just hang off the, like, the edge of the ship and just kind of listen okay um they are talking about <laughs> Ho 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 ho. Ho ho ho. Uh-oh. Rick and Steph says, um... We're gonna be arriving in a couple hours. And Agen... Fuck sakes. Agen's down in the hall unconscious. The hell are we gonna do without him? And Vicenneth says, um, we do what we've always planned to do. We go there and we dominate. And he says, I understand your plan, princess. But if they get you, if they capture you, if they kill you, it is immediate war. You are here to parlay. And I'm worried for your safety. And you see, um, she puts a hand on his shoulder. And then she looks from his face straight at the Ammon. And then she looks to you. And she says... She's towards the bow. She doesn't know I'm spying. She says, I am the paladin of death, Miss Walker. Get your cute little creature out of here and stop spying. Why don't you tell us the truth then? What exactly are you trying to get us into? I'm not trying to get you into anything. Nordum agreed to a very fine payday to just act as muscle. I've gone out of my way twice now to accommodate your schedule. The least you could do is stop spying. I mean, counterpoint, it wasn't disclosed to be a private conversation. 
This is an open space. We are a hundred feet away from you on the bow. And you're using something that is particularly invisible to most eyes. This is not a debate if you were spying or not of Valorous. Ah, semantic of details, it's fine. We're all allies. Luna poofs. Like, just, they poof, they poof out. And, uh, Hithlin comes upstairs. But she kind of catches the tail end of this. And she goes, whoa. What's going on here? And you see, uh, Drekenstaff and Princess Vasath just fly up to the crow's nest. She goes, what the hell was that about? A private, not so private conversation. Now they're going to have a private conversation. That's a uh, very privy. So maybe you can yeah. go join them. I don't know. To be fair, I've relax. made the mistake of, of eavesdropping before. It's in my nature. They don't appreciate it. Sounds like Vasenith wants to start this war no matter what potentially there will be like what because so, none of us else heard what happened i'm assuming right it was just yeah so like yeah. i should i should clarify like when Faye sat down and like put her hand on uh like valorous her eyes would have glazed over and she would have been deaf and blinded while she's projecting into luna so it looked like she maybe was perhaps dizzy or something like that, but she would now relay the information. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Princess Vasanis just started shouting at you. Yeah. <laughs> kind of confusing for the rest of the party. And you would have said exactly like... They want to go... She wants to dominate. She wants to go there and dominate. Drakenstaff at least seems a little bit more apprehensive about that as her task, her mission, was to parlay? I... Can... I don't know how this... Can Nordum do, like, an inside check on words that were, like... Yeah, you can read he words, for sure. Yeah, because, like, he wants to, like, do an insight check on, like, we are there to dominate them kind of thing. Yeah, it would be hard, because you'd be hearing those words from, like, a Secondhand. A retelling, yeah, a second hand. Yeah. Right? But yeah, you can definitely. Alright. Well, it's a plus four. Oh, so. but dominate with a uh, gem of domination. Uh. 14 plus four and 18. He's pretty good. Um. So, of course, this is for, like, international negotiations, right? Like, this isn't just your run-of-the-mill conversation and it's something that you would probably want to come out ahead on yeah so maybe it's just a figure of speech she wants to you know win this argument it could mean something else obviously hearing the word dominate it's the first thing that goes into your mind but maybe it's just a poor choice of words Gitlin mm. looks at you Faye in response she goes you have a connection with my people, don't you? There's a certain certain recognition to my heritage and culture that I see you appreciate. And this woman, it's her whole shtick <laughs> to know people. Yeah. I did. 
then you know <laughs> that we are relentlessly attacked, put under siege, barraged. People declare war on us every year from our miraculous conception. I can tell you for a fact, if even just once we could get the upper hand and prevent this from ever happening again, we would. If Princess Vaseneth thinks it's in her best circumstance to get ahead of this thing, then I can tell you she may not be wrong. Especially when the circumstances are this intense. She puts up finger quotes. You're not wrong. If there's ever a need to get the upper hand, there's always a way to do it, but and I'm more concerned about her motive and her intentions of that upper hand. Her motive is to protect her people, Faye. You should know that better than anyone. Would you not have protected who you, your family? I remember a time where we had to help save you from the Templars of Locor, even though you did it yourself. But that was not unrelated to the fact that your family suffered a tragedy that you would have prevented if you could have. That is all she is trying to do. But the difference is the means in which she does it by. And is that means with a gem? She looks at you and she says, I don't know. If you haven't noticed, she keeps things pretty close to her chest. Drekenstaff may as well be her watchdog. And I'm telling you, as an assassin, there are a few things I despise more than wizards. I get along with him for a professional courtesy to Aegon. But we are four very big personalities working close together, trying to protect a princess, and it has not been easy. Well, I hope uh, intentions lead to a good path, but reading people's minds in their own homes doesn't give me the warm and funny fuzzies. That is the phrase, warm and fuzzy. But, with all this said, um, you are all looking very, um, what is the word? Sober? Considering we almost fucking died on the seas, and I think this is a mild celebration. <laughs> By the way, as uh, the lower deck, we are not taking on water. You're welcome, and Ember will go get a beer. <laughs> Thank you. Also, if anyone sees that captain, punch him. Please. Please. No, <laughs> oh, he's doing his job finally. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Is he at least overseeing the repairs of his ship? Ah, he thinks the sailors have got that in tow. 
Ember's gonna take a quick. St he's he's at the wheel. I'm assuming, right? He's at the helm. Yeah. Yep. Take a quick stock of the stars. See if he's steering us in the right direction. Considering <laughs> that's my damn job. <laughs> Uh, yes, you are confident he is at least taking you in the right direction. It's just a, a head shake as he saunters off and like, idiot. <laughs> well, we're going to be arriving within a few hours. I'm going to attempt to get some shut-eye for whatever the fuck happens, happens next. She just kind of looks at the mast laying on the poop deck. I like, really thought the captain would have done something about this, but he seems fine. Everything's fine. She just keeps mumbling to herself as she goes back downstairs. Thanks for your help with the cannon. It was great fighting with you. It was an honor. It was actually super fun. <laughs> Maybe we should do it again. <laughs> I believe Amber walks back upstairs with a beer and the five of you are left on deck pretty much by yourselves. He's drank half of it. He's already half cut, so. Valorous is just going to capitalize on the fact that there's some downtime and he's going to go and get some sleep. Yeah. Because he knows what's waiting for them. Everyone good? Are we able to take a short rest? You are able to just take a short rest, yeah. Kay. I think there's about four hours until you arrive-ish. Uh, then I'm At going least. to use some of my hit dice. Nice. For this. Yeah, thinking. I think uh, Corp says you're coming up. Um, Faye has asked to look at Ember's arm to make sure that he's like, you know, the body's taking it well. Uh, it's, you know, <laughs> she's, yeah, she's a medic. <laughs> new, new metal in, in yeah. an arm instead of like a wooden prosthetic. Uh, and Ember is uh, like drinking uh, slowly this time. But uh, Corpse, as you approach uh, at third level, I've cast um, uh, Conjure Animals. And I specifically just want to do CR0 they're a tiny dog and a cat and I'm making them like play fight along the 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 deck because they're little fey spirits just running around so it's like a tiny a tiny little uh, blue Aussie healer and like oh. a like a, a gr uh, red like a red uh, orange tabby fey spirit that are just kind of like and you could tell that they're they're enjoying themselves of course it's just kind of like looking at Faye also like uncomfortable but more so the fact that it's like you're staring at his arm and he's like you know force a habit kind of thing so mm -hmm. yeah so that's what you walk into but <laughs> yeah she's like she's not trying to like poke and prod too much she's just making yeah. sure like if you lift your arm all the way up for me okay how does that feel like you know just making sure that nothing is seeming out of place and um so you accomplish that and um ember everything is good it's better than good and you remember the arm catching you and how it held on so effortlessly and you do a couple like strength tests and you put your hand on like the taff rail 
which may as well like essentially be like a two by four, probably a little bit thicker. Mm. And you shatter it when you just squeeze as hard as you can with that metal hand. That's not the good. That's not good. <laughs> so for your reference, yeah, your one hand has a strength of 20. Jesus. So plus five to use that one hand for any bonuses. Duly noted. But I'm assuming it'll be like... Because like prying a door open or something, like you're using your body to do that. Whereas this is like more crushing, squeezing kind of stuff. Yeah, or like throwing a punch or... It was certainly like if you did want to like open a door, it would at least give you advantage kind of give, thing. Yeah, it gives... Okay, cool. Okay. Put your certain captain in the face. Yeah. I'd... <laughs> As shitty as I am, I am not evil. So there's a difference. There's a difference between scaled shitless and just completely inept. He is both, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, so he needs two punches to the face. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> but if uh, there's nothing else, uh, I think this is weird, but it's not, it hasn't killed me yet, so that's good. And, um,. Prevented me from dying, and uh, you two were uh, miraculous, uh, as always. Say, cops. I, I mean, I, I used a cannon. That was a first, and that was fun. Right? Isn't it so much fun? First time that I did, I flew across not this ship, but a different ship, and it like knocked me almost into the other wall. It was a little embarrassing, but still. <laughs> oh yeah, it threw me on my ass too. Right? This stupid strong. <laughs> I just realized that I bought 500 arrows and didn't use a single one. <clears throat> we still got plenty of time there. It is the moment. You didn't have time to go grab. That's not your fault. If they were next to you, you would have thought of them. That's fine. Uh, I'm sure Valorous will have something to say about that. Maybe we don't point it out. It's fine. That's <laughs> uh, whatever. I deserve it. I think she said she would buy them back, right? Whatever you didn't use, was that a thing that she said? I don't think this boat is coming back, to be honest. Well, it's a patchwork, a little bit of time in part, you don't know. Maybe we won't be the ones to sell it back, but it might. <laughs> you, you said, like, we think that this material is from out of this world that's what out of this world dude out of this world oh dude Uh, no yeah Nordum was confident that this was an alien type of metal yeah Uh, perhaps uh, if tomorrow goes very well then I shall recount in a beautiful tale as cops know as I can do (laughs) yeah well I must say I've never seen anything quite like it it is beyond work. To say that I'm a little jealous is putting it mildly. So. So, those who stay up on the bow, uh, the sun eventually crests the horizon from the stern, rises in the east. And you see these great. Um, Cliffs, almost like the cliffs of Dover. It's just like these bright uh, white cliffs 
uh, hundreds of meters into the sky <clears throat> and the ocean, the scanty strait just mercilessly beats up against the rock. And um, under the, the pale morning light, um, eventually uh, using Drekenstef's interesting coin that Nordum had for a while to find Faye, uh, directs you to the ocean burrow and um, it's just like a, a ship graveyard all around um, the ocean burrow entrance and you see great uh, jutting stones sprout from the ocean all around it and one huge cave mouth uh, large enough to sail this vessel into uh, presents itself um, maybe half a kilometer up the shoreline is a boat of uh, it's essentially like a man of war um, and Captain Alu gets his spyglass out and he offers it to everyone and you guys see this man of war is like abandoned save one dwarf who kind of just gives you guys like a big wave um, and then, like, points to the cave mouth. And um, by now, Agen is on uh, the poop deck, and you are all just kind of, like, standing there uh, looking at this massive cave mouth. And um, Agen says, Well, we've got two options. The way I see it. We could sail right on in. Or a couple of us could get in the rowboat, row in there, and tell them we want to meet outside on a neutral ship. I would personally vote for the latter. That's I, my uh, opinion. I agree. I would say neutral water would be best. And um, he looks to Princess Viseneth and she says, This is why I brought you Master Dusk. And he says, it's settled then. Corpse, you got no choice. You're coming with me. Nordum, <laughs> you've been a uh, pretty good diplomat. Wouldn't hurt to have you on my side. Would it Would it be a good idea giving my history with them? Well, the way I see it, that's a benefit. You know them. However, you know your history best. If you don't want to come, I totally understand. I just don't want to jeopardize anything. That's okay. Kithlin's coming. Faye, Amber Valors, you're welcome, or you can stay behind. I suppose I will come along. All right. Faye doesn't seem to be jumping at the opportunity. You can stay here, Miss Walker. Well, we're just hired muscle, aren't we? So what does it matter? I see you as much more than hired muscle, but you describe yourself wherever you'd like. Captain Alu and his sailors drop a dinghy in the water. Agen and Corpse, you take up the oars. Yeah, naturally. And you guys... Are you staying or are you going? I... 
I am staying for the time being. I will meet on the neutral ship. All right. Yeah. Maybe Nordum will jump on last second. Oh, shit. All right. I just, I probably know where all the traps are. So, if they try to pull any funny business, I could right. help with that. You'll see, I knew you'd be of use. And you guys row into the cave. For a while, it gets just like pitch black. And uh, you see, it turns into this like network of offshooting caves. Um, Drek and Seth did get a, get a, give Agen his coin. So he makes quick work of traversing these tunnels. And as you're rowing, it looks deep, maybe like 60 feet deep. But the stone below is illuminated like a bright cyan. Um, and they look like they've been like dropped down there. And it just illuminates these cave tunnels in a beautiful bright cyan and the whole water shimmers and glows onto the rock walls as you guys are rowing through these tunnels. And eventually you beach in the only land on here. It's this small, maybe like 60 by 60 odd shaped jut of land in these cave systems. Um, a dwarf comes out quickly and you, you Nordum and Valorous recognize him instantly and corpse paint. And um, Aegon kind of takes the lead. He goes, Master Dwarf, I'm Aegon Dusk. I am an envoy of Princess Vicenith. And you see Arden Crooked Horn just completely ignores him. And he squares straight up to you, Corpse Paint. And he uh, just kind of like snorts. And he says, uh, Am I pretty yet, big boy? And he points to the massive, horrendous scar you left across his entire face. Join the Templars, you get a free mask. He just laughs at that heartily. This big uh, dwarven laugh just fills this cave. He sidles up to you, Nordum. And he looks you up and down. He goes, uh, smaller than I remember. Definitely a lot uglier than I remember. But I think, it, I think it fits your personality a lot better. <laughs> oh, man, these burns are great. Can I have <laughs> a... Can I have an insight check from you, Nordum? Yeah. Uh, that's a... Ooh, this dice is rolling a lot better. 18 plus insight, which is 4, so 22. You... He says... Uh, smaller than I remember. And he just seems to be like, I don't know, maybe he's like lost weight. But like, he just seems a little smaller than usual. And then he uh, looks you up and down and walks over to Aegon. And he goes, so what? Dragon Princess is too scared to uh, meet us face to face, or... And Aegon uh, is very diplomatic. He says, nope. 
She humbly requests we meet on a neutral boat out in the open. And he looks back to his dwarven comrades and he says, Sounds like we've got a scared princess on our hands, lads. And they all just kind of chuckle at his shitty joke. And he goes, well, mustn't keep a royalty waiting. And he loads up his dwarves on a rowboat and bids you to follow. Everyone's happy with that? Yeah, that was smooth. Of course, man, we're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Question, Mr. DM. Yeah. Do I think he is smaller because he is not eaten or because of other reasons? Um, well, you're not sure. Okay. That's just kind of all you took away from it. He does seem maybe like a little bit more gaunt than usual, you could say. His cheeks are a little less filled out. His eyes are a little darker. Um, but, you know, same scar, same tattoos under the eyelids you recognize. Same uh, impressive uh, warhammer spear on his back. Uh, just a gaudy gold and silver shield to match his armor. Um, pretty much the crooked horn you remember. Okay. Hmm. And you guys row out of the cave. Wow, that's a very big boat. Oh, wow. So you guys climb on board and many more dwarves come out from various locations with that captain who waved at you guys is already there. And pretty much the whole crew shows up from your guys' side. Uh, captain uh, Allo says, I'll, I'll, I'll wait here and make sure the boat stays in place. Good luck. Is there anything you guys would like to do as you climb up on the board and you see uh Crooked Horn, Arden Crooked Horn is kind of standing with his posse, and you guys are kind of standing with your posse. Valor should just be consciously kind of clocking every bit of movement kind of on the poop deck to see if there's any sort of chicanery. Okay. Um, Yeah, you see a couple more dwarves come up from under this ship, you know, has at least three decks. Um... And then they're pretty much all here, and then one leaves to go back down, but that's about it. When we were all waiting for meetup, uh, when they were a decent ways out, Ember would have ritual cast detect magic, so when they're all walking onto the boat, mm-hmm. if there is anyone specific to clock items and stuff like that, he's going to... within 30 feet. So. Um, you see Arden's got a few things on him, mainly uh, his his divine amulets. Yep. Um, his hammer seems to be blah, blah, blah. His crown or his head crest, I should say, that uh, resembles Nordum's quite a bit. It's giving off a pulse, and so is his shield. But that's about it. Okay. And at this point, he's holstered his warhammer on his hip. His shield is strapped tightly to his back. Um, yeah. You know, non-threatening, essentially, is what he's going for. Yeah, just the items on him. Pulse, cool, good to yeah. go. His, his crew are just, you know, they all wear the same uh, blue, white, and silver armor of the Silver Rock Dwarves, and that's about it. Just making sure. Um, 
So the last to board is Princess Viseneth, and you hear her heavy footfalls as she climbs up the ladder and lands on the uh, the aft deck and then walks down to the loading deck, the poop deck where you guys are all stationed. And she gives Drick and Steph a nod and Aegon a nod and then kind of walks in pretty much middle ground to meet Crooked Horn. She says, well, I have made the vast journey. I hope it will not be in vain. And he gives a a cheeky curtsy at best and says, uh, well, I'm much obliged for your journey, princess. I'd like to keep things short and sweet. And he snaps his fingers and two dwarves come from the bottom deck and place five chests, each the size of fucking dwarves um, on the deck. And they kick the lid open, overflowing with gems and jewels, goblets and crowns. Our payment to keep leasing the mine. And from behind you, Drekenstef slams his staff on the deck of the ship and the lids close and they slide back to the dwarves and she says unfortunately crooked horn you will not be mining rogarian land any further and he says queen ruby reinhardt isn't gonna like that princess Seneth. i'm just gonna be honest we have to have some kind of middle ground here she says it has been fine working with you, Crooked Horn. But unfortunately, our business ends here. And she snaps her fingers once more. And she says, Drekenstef uh, comes over, puts his staff on the ground. This is a goodwill gift from the Rogarians to the Dwarves of Silver Rock. Is a powerful artifact. Your wizards can use it to great effect. Find new relationships. Dig new minds. But please respect that we will not have you on our land anymore. And you see he grabs the staff off the ground and looks at it quite reverently and chucks it overboard. Negotiations going well. Reckonstaff jumps over the ship, <laughs> desperate to get his staff back. So he's gone. I will say this Faye has calm emotions at the ready, just in case. Get it out, get it out. Crooked horn looks at everyone and says, you cannot buy the dwarves off. We are the richest country in the world. We don't want your artifacts. They are worthless to us. No means no, Crooked Horn. And she turns her back and looks to Aegon and begins to leave. And Crooked Horn says, let me just show you one thing before you go, princess. 
and four of the dwarves pull off the loading gate, essentially, that lays flush to the poop deck, where you, you know, crane in your barrels and food and livestock. And they throw it overboard. Does anyone want to take a look, or you're just going to keep leaving? And at that, Princess Vicenna stops, and Aegon just says, wait here. And he goes and looks, and he's just stunned by what he sees. I think Nordum will look, too. I think all of us are going to sure just poke our head over and be like, uh? Yep. So you peek your head in from one end to the other. Just black powder. The entire ship. Black powder. All three floors. And, uh, he says, Zane, how you doing down there? And a dwarf all the way in the bottom deck is just holding a torch. He goes, well, can can we see this dwarf? You can. Yep. Valorous is going to attempt to extinguish a torch. Yeah, you extinguish it. No problem. And uh, Crooked Horn looks at you and he laughs. He goes, ah, we have kinsmen in Elmenzian, or Elmenza, Menzin. You are a funny bunch. So, Princess Vicenas, do we have a deal? And she turns around and pulls out a particular gem. <laughs> and she says, you will go back and tell your queen that the land is not for the dwarves. And then you will put that hammer through her skull. And you see Crooked Horn stiffens up. And then he just starts laughing and slapping his knees. And he goes, Zane. And you see Zane pulls out another torch and drops it on a pile of black powder. I I, I would like to extinguish it. (laughs) I would like to tell you, you will not succeed. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Louie, no! Nah. He literally just needs to flint and steel. Like, Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it's three decks of black powder, there's... <laughs> let's time the spark too late. <laughs> <laughs> and... We all are blasted to smithereens. We we all roll new characters? Question mark. The entire ship goes up in flames, and you are all blown asunder, deafened, blind, pained by the heat, and that is where we will end this week's session. We hope you enjoyed this production of Fables of Latour. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes, and give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter for any future updates.